So how's that second cup of coffee today? Well, it is number two. It, number two has a has a distinct flavor. <laughs> it, in, in all sorts of ways. <laughs> that's super. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I was I was a little late this morning. Apologies. I uh, couldn't get my old self at bed. <laughs> no. Grandpa fell back asleep watching watching his stories. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of stories, before we get into it, I got two quickie, two quickie <laughs> two, stories. Two quickie stories. Okay. Two quickie stories. So, first one is that I learned things about my car yesterday, dun, somewhat dun, against dun. my will. But for all my talk about all that, I decided that it would be less obtrusive to my schedule to <laughs> replace my own car battery than to deal with the whole pushing it out of the garage and jumping it and driving somewhere and waiting. So I. Changed my own car battery yesterday. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Congratulations. I I feel good about it. And I I learned extra things about the car because, like, I couldn't get it into neutral because the battery was just that dead. Um, You couldn't move anything. So there's like a hidden switch to emergency move your car into neutral. I learned where all these hidden components are. Right. In the car. It was very super exciting. You should be proud. I I am proud. I'm I'm serious. I'm not being facetious for once. Okay. I think you should all be proud of me. We all, everyone right now is collectively proud of you. Mm-hmm. And this was all because, so, and let's let's just be clear here. This was not so much about you embracing this concept and saying, hey, I can grow as a person. This was all about you facilitating uh, a more expediency on your check, box checking, list keeping activity. That, that was the driver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I took stock of what the effort was going to be to actually, and the annoyance level was going to be of having to take it to someone else because at least where I was going to get the battery, replacement was free. So there wasn't really a monetary impact here whatsoever. But this was about, do I really want to do all the back and forth and wait and da-da-da? Or should I just say, screw it, there's a ratchet sitting right here. Mm-hmm. And I just did it myself, and I feel good about that. And it was really, really no more difficult than replacing the battery on a remote control. No, exactly. It's, re- it's really not hard at all. So no. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with myself. Yeah, I just, just in case we had to dispel any, any uh, notions that you were actually trying to, you know, purposefully learn something new. No, I was no, not that, trying that was to better not myself. We, no, no, no. We've, we've talked about the whole willful ignorance and the fact that I don't care how my car works. Mm-hmm. I have. Oh, frankly, I don't know any more about how my car works. I just know how to take this part out and put a new one in. <laughs> I don't. I still don't exactly get what it does. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I know what the battery does. I'm not a complete moron, but I, <laughs> but but I, it did not really move me along that path. Just to be clear, got it. Understood. The other quick thing, the other quick thing that I must say, and this is going to be this episode will release a little bit late for it, but um, I have to say that my my baby sister my my little sister who i still think of as about 20 will be 50 in two weeks mm. and so i know she listens uh while she's being stalked on her on her <laughs> walks that she takes yep 
by our and by, I, I by, the, by the by the phantom audience at the dark corner bar. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Yep. They're all just creeping up behind you mm-hmm. while you hear this. Now. <laughs> so anyway, she her turning fifty makes me feel old, <laughs> and I'm only two years older than her. But she's she's the baby. My daughter will always be four in my mind. Of course. And my son will always be around seven. Of course. So, and my sister, yeah, about 20. I see her at 20. I don't know why. Why? I bet she would like that. I think she would. That's why I'm saying it. Oh, okay, sure. So, okay. Well, so I texted you a couple days ago about the episode this week. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Did you have something else you wanted to say? No, 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 no. I'm just talking today. Yes, you are. Go for it. You're the one in two cups of coffee. <laughs> You're the one with the extra sleeve. I know. I guess that's what it is. <laughs> it, I texted you a couple days ago and said, I'm I'm ready to talk about why I hate dogs and children at breweries. <laughs> people, people don't realize that this is a long, long-running rant of yours uh, from back in our, our old other podcast days. Uh, this goes back years so, and it was one of the first topics you brought up when we thought about doing this new, this new podcast. You're like, I got to talk about dogs and dogs and children at breweries. Okay. This is your platform. Yay. And then you can tell me what it really means in yes, my inner psyche. I will. Yes. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. This, this has been a thing for a long time and, and I have children <laughs> and they were once little children. They were, believe it or not. Uh, and I have, I mean, I have pets. I have a cat. I have a cat. Um, and I, uh, I have a, a dog issue that stems back to my childhood. We lived on a block with dogs who would just chase you as you rode your bicycle around the block. And I just, I've never liked dogs, ever. Um, unless you count my, my sister's dog, who's basically a cat. Uh, but most dogs who I know, just any, any loud, ugh, I don't like them. So my issue is that I go out to a brewery. It's an adult location. I'm not going to an amusement park. I'm not going to a, you know, to a kid's birthday party. I'm going to the brewery. And I've got people coming in with their dogs who invariably, two of them, start barking at each other. And everyone thinks it's cute. Oh, you should be friends. Uh, no. <laughs> Keep them at home. Leave them at home. I've got people now bringing dogs into their suit into the supermarket. Uh... I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Leave your your dog's probably happier at home. Leave uh, I mean, dogs are kind of dumb, so I mean, they're just I think are happy to be involved with anything. I understand I think, your frustration. I share I, that I, frustration. I with the you. dogs are, yeah, the dogs are dumb. I think the parent, the, the parents, the the owners are dumber. Um, <laughs> the, um <laughs> my other problem with with. It, is kids and I've I have kids. I have had young kids. When my kids were young, if I didn't think they could handle being somewhere and behaving themselves, guess what I did? I didn't take them there. Right. <laughs> it was not so urgent that I go somewhere that now granted, if I was going if you had to go to say the supermarket and you had to take your child and the child was misbehaving, but then I would do something about it. So uh very often at breweries in my local place, Reverie just did this. They put out a notification, I don't know, a month ago, and said, we love being family-friendly, da 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 but we are instituting an over-21 section, and we 
we need you to never leave your children unattended. They can't be running around loose. Uh-huh. Um, so something happened. Something happened to necessitate that. Now, yesterday, and let's get into the me part of this. Yeah, of yesterday, I'm at a new brewery. Not a new brewery, but new for me. And we walk in, we sit down. There's a table on, you know, kind of catty corner away from us with four adults. And I see there's a stack of coloring books on the table, but I'm like, whatever. And then I come to realize that at the table right behind us, there are three little girls there who are like, like I don't know, five, six, and seven, like in that age range, mm-hmm. who are kind of going back and forth between their parents' table and their table. And my initial reaction is one of irritation because why are your kids not with you? Why, why did you intentionally put your kids somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Because there are plenty of tables open that are next to each other. Um, the truth of the matter is, if I'm being honest, they were very well behaved. And they were running, but every time they, they went back and forth to the parents for something, I would just like flinch. And part of it is my, um, my, I think, worry that, you know, what if them falls down? What of them gets hurt? What of them wanders off? The parents aren't paying attention. So I'm worrying for those children. So it's creating anxiety for you as a parent? It is. It is. And is that the reason that you don't like to have them around because you want to go to your happy place and not be anxious? I I, th- I think that's what it is. I really do. I was at my, my local place the other day and there was one, there was a little kid, like a three-year-old walking around with a matchbox car, just like riding it on the side of every table and doing a loop around the brewery mm-hmm. and causing no harm. Everyone was smiling at him. He was really cute. But all I could think was, is the parent even watching what's going on here? So now are you, so I think it's, is it your anxiety well, and you're getting now mad at the parents for not being responsible? What you yeah, consider yeah, being to be responsible. Yes. I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I have a completely different reasons for why it aggravates me. And most of those children okay. should be used as a food source. <laughs> But but yeah, as I as I think back to, I mean, the ones that are annoying are annoying, and really, I I think I'm going to say that. Uh, so here's another example. Once this is years ago, this is pre-COVID, sitting outside at a table in the fall, and the the big heaters were on, you know, those tall um, mm-hmm. propane heaters, mm-hmm. and and we had some kids who were outside running around in circles around each table, and the person I was with stopped them and said, "Hey." You need to stop doing that. And the kids ran inside because their parents were inside and the kids are running around outside. And the mom came out and we're like, oh, here we go. And, and she came over to apologize. She said, I'm really sorry. My, my kids said you told them to stop. And my friend said, we're just afraid they're going to fall. There's all these propane things all over the place. It's a, it's a gravel area back here. And we're just afraid they're going to hurt themselves. And she's like, okay, really sorry about that. They won't bother you anymore. And then the kids proceeded to come back outside and run around every table but ours. Because <laughs> we were the scary ones, apparently. Yeah, yeah, you were the meanies. We were the meanies. But 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 yeah, I think, uh, to your point, I mean, they were being, that was irritating that they were running around us. But yes, I think it was more about my, um, my anxiety that I was going to have to do something because one of these kids was going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. So that, that makes you resent the parents. It does. Yeah. It does. I, I think, can see that. And the yeah, and the attitude of the parents more often than not is 
well, at least on, on social media, when, when some of these breweries have started going to a no children policy, they go, well, I deserve to be able to go out. Uh, get, yeah, fine. Get babysitter. a babysitter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You don't deserve to be able to go out at the and hand your children off to not be watched or be watched by the staff. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I am not going to argue with you because I don't have children. And there's a freaking reason for that. Um, which that's multiple episodes, but the, the concept, let's look at it's, uh, you're different. You have different triggers because of dogs than you do because of children, mm. but they have a commonality in that the root, the root cause of both of these things being triggers for you are the people that are quote responsible for said triggers. Correct. I, the blame, the blame can't go on the kids or the dogs, it's not their fault. The, well, certainly the kids. I, I would disagree with you, but because um, they should be seen and not heard. I think it comes down to a sense of entitlement that these other people would seemingly not have a thought or care as to how their actions are impacting you. And not just you, but other people. And isn't that entitlement? Isn't that isn't that, that sense of, of, well, whatever, I can do whatever I want, right? It's, it's just, what's the problem? It's just my kids. Right. Completely. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. they're not yeah. sitting they're not running around your table screaming their goddamn head off and and kicking and spitting and doing whatever nasty gross things kids do. Yeah, it's it's owner it, it's they believe they own the space and the situation. Right. And you go there because you're like this is where I want to go. I want to enjoy the beer. I want to sit outside. I want to converse with with my friends and you are you're being intruded upon. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that's how I see it. I am completely on that bandwagon i like i said no no kids i don't even have pets the last thing i want to see well let's just be frank the last thing i want to see anywhere is children uh <laughs> and it's and certainly where where they're going to not be i'll say properly controlled and controlled in my in my sense is and this is extreme i realize again childless by choice we're gonna hear muzzle here aren't we uh, that would be great that were great or or a sedative or mm-hmm. something because i just can't take it i think it's i think it just drives me nuts my thing is frankly it's less with if i have to rank these these entitlement irritations the brewery thing you know it could be really anywhere it could be a restaurant it could be things of that nature but i have the ability to leave if I have to, right? I'll be upset about it, but I can control my own outcome. When you're on an airplane, it's different. And oh God! You want to see, you want to see the monster come out. Ah, uh, I have done things that I'm not proud of. <laughs> and see, I consider an airplane to be a. You need you're you're trying to get somewhere, even if you're trying to get somewhere on a vacation. There's not really a choice. So bringing a child, I mean, a dog, don't get me started on the service animal. A a child on an airplane, you have to, as a parent, actually deal with them. So yes, letting a child run rampant on an airplane is ridiculous. But I I don't have, I have a lot more patience with that. And maybe, maybe that is because I'm a parent, but that is a, I don't know, is a tool that you have to utilize more than a brewery. You don't have to go to a brewery. Right. But so even even 
today's travelscape, you can't used to be it used to be a day when you could buy a business class or first class ticket and be assured that your co-travelers would be well-behaved civilized human beings. That is not true anymore. Yes. <laughs> that is absolutely true. not true with the advent of, you know, points and miles and all that kind of stuff. Um, it it ends up sometimes being well, how do I say that? Anyway, uh, <laughs> but this this whole concept of being forced into a situation where ultimately what you're what you're relying on for everyone to get through this scenario is common decency and respect, and you end up with people that have screaming kids who are kicking the back of your seat just being all around obnoxious and the parents are either asleep or they've got their headphones in and they're watching, you know, movies or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like totally like ignoring their kids. Yes. I don't understand what it is. And so it's like, okay, I'm expected to be Mr. Civilized, right. And put up with this, but this person doesn't have to be. How is that? There's no equity there. And people say, well, life's not fair, blah, blah, blah. No, you know what? It isn't. So if it's not fair this direction, it's not going to be fair the other direction either. So let me tell you what James is going to do about it. <laughs> <laughs> there have been scenarios on an airplane where I have stood up, turned around, looked at the five or six-year-old, and unleashed a tirade of profanity like you have never heard in your life. Have you really? Absolutely. Wow. Oh, yeah. I would love to have seen yeah. that. Uh, words that you've never heard combined together. Uh, <laughs> it was, and and the look of astonishment, right, on this parent and or guardian's face. You know, I just look right at them. And but, but, but you're directing it at the child, not absolute, the parent. Absolutely. Yeah. A couple of times, I... things have gotten tense, <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> really? Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And so the, the idea is, is that what is, what is like... And this just comes down to the one thing that I know or a few things about children and and parenting. And parents seem to be appalled when people use foul language around their children. Yes. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to teach your kid all sorts of vocabulary they've never heard before right now. (laughs) So let me learn on the bus anyway. Let me let me let me show you what it's like to be exposed to an environment over which you have no control now. (laughs) That's that's what that's what happens. That's when wow. when the switch goes, um, you, you flip the witch switch. That's what you get. So I, I'm curious here because not the way I would handle that, not, not the way most civilized people would handle that. Uh, well, what would most civilized start, people do? You you don't start with looking at the parent and saying, "I'm sorry, they're doing this and this. Can you please get them to stop?" You don't go there first. No, because I don't see why I need to. Because there's, there needs to be, in order for a lesson to be taught, there needs to be reciprocity for the situation. And that's what I'm out to do. Now, that will that scar that child? Quite possibly, it might. Do I care? I do not. You will be their Thanksgiving story for the next 20 years. That's fine. I don't care. But I, if, it's, if it's that impactful, it will change a habit. It will change, it will change patterns. But going to a a, a parent and trying to logically engage with them in a conversation about why they need to apply some discipline to their child when it's very clear that they cannot or refuse to really actually parent at all, I'm going to defend my space the best I know how. 
short of shanking someone, that's <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what they're going to get. I mean, now, yeah. granted, that's not my first go-to, right? Because I do have a reasonably long fuse. Mm-hmm. When the when it finally detonates, it's not a screaming, frothing, you know, nightmare of of a babbling fool. I choose my words very carefully. My diction becomes excellent. <laughs> I don't scream and yell. And somehow that's even more intimidating. Oh, sure. Because you're not the crazy person. Exactly. But the words that are coming out of that person's mouth, who seems to be talking calmly, are very frightening. <laughs> that, then it's over. Then I sit down. And, yeah. Hmm. And then it usually ends at that, that point. It, the vast majority of the time, it's, it's done. So tell me about when it didn't. Uh, let me think of a scenario. I've I actually I've never been in a situation where I was not in control of my surroundings where it didn't work. Hmm. Right? There have been times when it's just it's very clear that this person's not going to do anything. And I probably even pushed them even deeper down that down that path because which is a very not legitimate, but a very possible reaction. Oh, absolutely. Like, cert- like dig certainly. Dig your heels in. Right. There's, there's one brewery around here. Um, I'm not going to name names. Yes, I am. Wisconsin Brewing Company. And they have this whole thing called the, the backyard, right? It's all this huge thing, a bunch of Adirondack chairs, and there's a pond out there. And they call it the backyard. And, you know, bring your kids and your dogs and your kids' dogs and all that stuff. And let them run amok, Right. There's a reason I don't go there. Yeah. It's because of that. Because if I did, and when I used to go there, and when I had to, because it was part of my job, it was an absolute freaking nightmare. Because that is not the environment that I want for myself. Mm-hmm. If I know that's going to be the case, and I have control of my own environment, why would I go there? So I don't. Because I know it's going to trigger me, and I don't want that to happen. But in scenarios where I do, like you said, it's a necess- by necessity, then I feel like I need to defend my boundary. And so I will. Most of the time, it works. Because now there's a crazy man that's sitting in front of you. And he's not frothing. He's not like building a little fort out of cling wrap around his airplane seats in order to, to, have, to, to be quiet. What that little kid now knows is that little kid doesn't want the crazy man in front to stand up again and say something to him. Huh trying to pick my words here (laughs) (laughs) i've also been known to uh as like at breweries and other places restaurants in public where kids are just out of control running around to trip them (laughs) see no no that you cannot do why because then you're taking a physical step forward i it's not my fault that they weren't watching where they were going if they weren't ramming or ramming around like crazy people, interrupting everybody's good time, they wouldn't have had that fell and s- scraped up their knees. No, no, that's that that is over that is over the line. You're wrong. Uh, I am. We will agree to disagree on this one. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not going to agree to disagree with me. No, because <laughs> I'm. There's no disagreement. I'm right. Uh, uh mm, no. No, you're absolutely not it's in this case. Lessons need to be taught. Uh, yeah, there. Uh, see, and we'll go back to the whole entitlement thing. I, I think those lessons need to be taught by the parents. And Why? I don't mind reminding the parents. But, 
because at the end of the day, it's their it's their kid. It's my environment. I'm not entitled to defend my environment. To a degree. So apparently, tripping is not allowed. No, no. Res- resorting to physical action is never allowed. Well, so then I can't get up and leave. That's physical action. Uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> Come on, no, we're debating now. Resort- <laughs> resorting, <laughs> just me. Res- resorting to physical action directly at the at the offensive party is not allowed. I mean, that's up there with starting a bar fight. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, we are on different sides on this one, without question. I didn't say I was resorting to physical violence. What not tripping? They tripped over me. So you're just kind of stretching out like a like a Maggie Simpson in her snowsuit situation, and and if they nail one of your limbs and fall down, that's on them. Correct. I'm not. I am not going to purposefully contract my environment because of someone else's poorly behaved children. So if I if I've got my chair scooted out, and this has happened more than once on the Union Terrace at Madison at the university. I scoot, you scoot my chair out because I don't want to be like sucked up in close to the table and some kid runs around and whoop, sorry, tripped, wham. Oh, sorry, kid. Don't run around in between the tables. Freaking idiot. Not my, not my problem. Be aware of your environment. Be courteous of other people. Blah, blah, blah. You line, line crossed. Well, we, we should not go out together. <laughs> <laughs> And have you know, I have never started a bar fight. No, I believe that. This whole children thing. Mm-mm. Nope. Not having it. Now, what if it was, what if it wasn't a child? What if it was somebody else? Like what if it was an adult doing that? Right. Yeah. That's a whole nother situation right there. Because an, an adult theoretically is in control of their actions. Even a drunk one. Yeah, <laughs> there's been a few that I've kind of questioned that, but well, well, or, or should have been, should right. have been in control I think, of their actions. Yeah, I think the that's adult, a whole different story. The, the adult who's behaving badly is, yeah, they know what wrong is at that point, or at least I hope they do. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, where a child is looking for guidance in order to understand what is acceptable and what isn't, and so. If there's no guidance at all in a social situation, that child ends up being absolutely, I don't know, entitled and narcissistic. I don't know. But I, I, I go back to that question. Why is it that in that scenario where you have a parent and unattended children and a parent who is intentionally ignoring their child because they want to go to a happy space or do whatever it is that they want to do, but they can't because they're tethered to this kid. So they bring the kid with them to negatively impact the environment around them and and show everyone that they don't, that they disrespect the people around them and their space and their time. How is that somehow my burden to carry? Because I think that the target of your your entitlement should be the parent and not the child. Because the parents are the one that made all those decisions. As far as the kid is concerned, their environment is anything they can see. Well, that is true. That is true. The, the kid is put in a position and if that kid is rambunctious and bored and they're going to go find their thing to do and the parent's going to be the one that's going to if they're the one that's disengaged that's fine right they can be they're disengaged i shouldn't say it's fine it irritates the shit out of me but they're the one that that's choosing to disengage so 
me saying to them, hey, pal, could you keep your monster under control here? I'd, I'd really appreciate it. That's probably how it'll start, right? And in those scenarios, again, like I was talking about the airplane, where you have a willful disregard for other people's, you know, the environment around them. I have just as much right to be there and enjoy what's going on as other people do. What I don't understand is why I can't take actions to, to defend my space. And you're saying that I can, but I need to address the adult. And I address the adult and nothing happened. So, Oh, see, that's the part that you left out, though. If you address the adult first and nothing happens, then by all means, well, yeah, like it. yeah, I'm not going to attack a child just just oh, for giggles. Okay, <laughs> you, you, you left that very important step out of the conversation earlier. Mm. I just don't walk around tripping random children yet. Uh, there's still yeah. plenty of time. Uh, you'll, you'll get there. I you'll will. It'll be that that. I think I might too. Was that move that one movie with Johnny Knoxville, Bad Grandpa, or whatever it was called? <laughs> where he just dressed up and he had that little kid with him and he just went around doing things, just awful things everybody knows they want to do because he looked like an old man. They just let him off the hook. That is... <laughs> I, I, did, I have not seen that one. That is awesome. It sounds like what we're talking about here. Yeah, totally just tripping kids that are just running around being little shitheads. And yeah, oh it's, good. It's, it's a good time. No, if you, if you start... If you take it first pass and start with the parent and nothing changes, then yes. Then yes. Address it. Okay. I'm... I'm on board with you now. Oh, okay. That was a miss that was a missing piece of all this. I, I thought, thought that, that you went from zero to profanity laden tirade out of four year olds. That was the path that sounded like you were taking. Oh, I I'm sorry. I, I did not mean to give you that impression. I do okay. have I do have some self control, believe it or not. You're a little less you're it's a little mostly, less of a psychopath now that it's, I'm it's just mostly it's mostly my self control is medication induced. Oh. Well, because without it, impulse control is a real issue. And then it might not go to the parents first. It might go to the little demon spawn that's that just needs to end <laughs> oh so this is why I, this is why i don't have children <laughs> this is the reason <laughs> well i mean that's one of the reasons <laughs> because i know this about myself now i am partially spoiled in that i have two of the most sedate non-hyper children you've ever seen i mean i've got a boy and a girl um, most young boys I know and and have known, and I am an uncle, and I am a scout leader, as we know, and I've dealt with young boys for years and years and years. They are usually hyperactive tornadoes. My son is the one, you know, when when there's a present at an occasion, other kids are like screaming and tearing it open, and he's reading the box. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I've never had one who's going to be running around in circles causing a problem. And as a result, I don't have that. I, I don't look at these situations and go, oh, yeah, kids, I remember when da 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 da, da. No, because whether it was nature or nurture, my kid actually behaved himself when we went out <laughs> places. Yeah, I don't. That's a whole other topic about why, yes. why are some children the way they are versus others. But and how much we, of it's nature versus nurture. We, we could put my son at two years old in the shopping cart and walk through Toys R Us. It, which is usually a nightmare situation with little children because they want everything they see. And he would just be like happy to look around. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, and you lived in Toys R Us when, with children that age when Toys R Us actually existed. Right. <laughs> uh, he, he, he was always, my daughter always had to be holding something. Whatever she was holding at the end was the problem. You know, how do we get that out of her hands? It's just like my wife, like today. <laughs> Legit. She'll just wander around the store holding. Something, whatever it was she found and then like are we gonna buy that oh 
Mm, maybe. Next time, make sure how you enter the store, the first thing you see is like, you know, freshly sliced fish fillets. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No, no, no. It's got to be something slimy. No. But yeah, I so I have a, we both have, I guess, a, a bad perspective on living with a tornado child, mm-hmm. which most of them are. The entitlement thing, I think you're right, is what bothers me when I go out. And I, my anxiety gets triggered before they do anything wrong. So my example from yesterday when I was out, these three kids were perfectly well behaved. They were perfectly good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have, I have in some situations, quite the opposite of Mr. Psychopants. Oh, you compliment them. I compliment the parents. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that happened to us. We were so, <laughs> I can't believe I forgot this. We... We did something completely against everything I'm saying right here. When it was my <laughs> wife's 40th birthday, yes, we went to a bed and breakfast up in Vermont that we love, and we brought the children. And if she was 40, it means they were six, seven, and five. So we went to a romantic bed and breakfast and brought a seven-year-old and a five-year-old with us. It, it, it goes against everything I've been talking about. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was one of these where you pick the room you want to stay in, and this room had little cubbyhole beds in the walls. It was meant for a family to stay there. So, you know, we show up, and we're joking the whole time that, like, we're the nightmare. You know, there's probably a couple here on their honeymoon, and they see us and go, what the actual fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, the kids were so good. They were so good. And one day after dinner... Uh, an older couple came over to us, older couple. I, f- I feel like in retrospect, they were they probably were younger than I am now. They came over and said, we just want to say how well-behaved the two of you are. You're so good. Because people would see us enter the dining room and go, oh, fuck, what's this? <laughs> but we had it under control. And if, they, if it had gotten out of control, knowing my wife and I, we would have picked up the offending article <laughs> and carried them out of the room. <laughs> The offending article. That's the way I think of it. <laughs> yes, yes, the offending article. Oh, we would not have let them stay there and whine and complain because that just wasn't the way we did things. Ah. Well, thank you for that. So bring bring your toys, bring your, your, your animals and children places, if you can control them, I guess is the point. Right. But, Please. you know... Yeah, Otherwise, I kind of learn some vocabulary. I have done things that I'm not proud of.